In this edition of Global Print, dear viewer, I'm going to talk about the foreign policy decisions that the Modi government made in 2022, that's last year, and how this is naturally going to impact on its foreign policy direction this year, which is 2023. And the reason I say naturally is because these are very key decisions that were made by the government. And let me enumerate in three points um, what I mean by that. The first is, and we know that the uh, government took a very strong, walked a very fine line, shall I say, um, really the middle path on the Russia-Ukraine conflict and the price of oil we saw consequently, which went through the roof last year, and how the government, by refusing to really criticize Vladimir Putin and the Russians, was able to buy cheap discounted oil. So that's the first point, and how this is going to impact um, India's foreign policy in, uh, in this year, and I'll explain to you how in a minute. The second is that only a few days ago, uh, last week, actually, there is a think tank in Delhi called the Ananta Aspen Center, which focuses on the India-US relationship. And they had a big conference. A lot of people came from the US, a lot of sort of foreign policy wonk type of people from think tanks. It was addressed by the external affairs minister, uh, Mr. S. Shankar. It was a closed door event. But one of the points that he made in his speech was that that the Americans should not look at India buying um, defense goods, for example, uh, fighter aircraft from other countries, not the U.S., and should not look at this as an indicator or as, um, as a parameter of the bilateral relationship. The point he was trying to make is that, that the India-U.S. relationship is not a transactional one. Uh, you remember, dear viewer, as long back as uh, 1999, when Atal Bihari Vajpayee was prime minister, this is soon after the nuclear tests, and Mr. Vajpayee described the India-US relationship as one between two natural allies. So while Mr. Jayashankar does, does not use that phrase this time at the Ananta Aspen, he basically is trying to uh, send that message to his, I would say, unhappy Americans uh, that this is not a transactional relationship and that there are things beyond the purchase and sale of um, of equipment of of especially of expensive defense equipment and let and I'll come to that in a minute. And the third point that I'm going to make is about Gautam Adani. He is not just India's richest man or Asia's richest man, but perhaps one of the world's uh, richest people. He's also very close to Prime Minister Modi. Everybody knows that. And my third point is that Gautam Adani has just completed the purchase of Haifa port. Now, Haifa, as you know, is in Israel. It's on the Mediterranean. It's a very key port. So if you have goods that basically from Europe come to this part of the world, including to uh, Southeast Asia, East Asia, to China, then uh, one of the ports that it goes, that, that these containers touch is the Haifa port. Now, you would ask, why is this so important? Why is this such a big deal? So let me go back and explain to you why these three points that I'm making are so interrelated. But before I do that, dear viewer, I'd like to make an appeal. And this is an appeal that I've been making every week to all of you at The Print to become a subscriber, to get the privileges that The Print offers uh, only to subscribers, very special favors and benefits that non-subscribers don't have. You have uh, been supporting us uh, by paying that small sum of money, rupees 159 only. So I would encourage you to tell your friends, 
to click on the join button, to become a subscriber and to avail of those benefits. So now back to my um, foreign policy column, Global Print, this week, in which I make these three points. The first, Jayshankar's comments at the Ananta Aspen Center, where he said that the India-US relationship is not a transactional one. Now, perhaps uh, Mr. Jayshankar is referring to two things that have happened. The first is that the Indian Navy, uh, by all accounts, uh, and it's uh, the, that's what the newspapers have been reporting, uh, the last couple of weeks, has decided to buy 26 uh, fighter aircraft from the French company. Uh, you know that the Indian Air Force has also bought a Rafale jets. So perhaps that's one of the reason why the in, reasons why the Indian Navy has also made that decision, perhaps saying that, you know, there is there will be uh, common platforms, common uh, maintenance and, 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 and other things. Uh, like I said, it's not... Um, it's not been formally announced, but this is what officials have said from the defense ministry, and these are quoted in the newspapers. So the defense ministry buying 26 fighter jets from the French company and not from the American firm Boeing, which was uh, which had bid also for the uh, for for this Indian Navy uh, competition. Uh, it had offered its own Hornet fighter jets, but. It seems by all accounts that the Indian Navy is choosing the French over the American. Now, Mr. Jayshankar probably alluding to this and saying that just because India buys, uh, you know, defense equipment from one country doesn't mean that it doesn't like the Americans as much or even more. And the second thing that Mr. Jayshankar is likely referring to is the great deal of unhappiness in the U.S. administration and Biden's administration over India's continuing purchase of cheap or discounted Russian oil. Now, the Americans, as you know, have clearly been on the side of the Ukrainians. They have uh, not just funded them with and throwing large sums of money at them, but also basically armed them. And the latest example of that is that the Ukrainians are now being trained in the use uh, of Patriot missiles, which probably could be another game changer in this 11-month-long war between Russia and Ukraine. Now, there is no question. I think in Delhi, there's a lot of discomfort with the fact that Vladimir Putin, for no reason at all, one morning he wakes up and he says, OK, I'm going to invade Ukraine. Of course, he's deeply unhappy with the fact that NATO has been uh, moving eastwards in the direction of Russia. Uh, of, the Russians are not unhappy about that. Vladimir Putin himself warning NATO and the Americans again and again and again over the last decade or so that that's not something that you had promised to do um, as long back as 1989 when the Cold War was coming to an end. Uh, the reunification of Germany was taking place. But who cares about what happened more than 30 years ago? Nevertheless, to come to the present moment, India not happy at all with what uh, Vladimir Putin did uh, last February, uh, 11 long months ago. But I think, and this is the right thing to do for the Modi government, is that it bit its tongue, realizing that the cheap discounted oil that the Russians were selling internationally and was there for, um, for anybody to pick up. And this is what India did. By all accounts, the, uh, the oil has been discounted by 40 to 50 percent. Now, that's a huge discount. So if the price of oil is 80 or 85 dollars per barrel, and if you're getting it at 40 or 50 dollars, then you can imagine the savings that India is making and the benefit that is having to its economy.
let me say here, dear viewer, that you have to understand that this is a huge decision made by the Modi government, which is to continue to buy oil. And according to the energy tracker uh, called Vortex uh, in the month of December 2022, India, India's purchase of Russian oil went up by more than 1 million barrels per day. Now, it's not clear whether this purchase was $1 million, one million barrels per day every day in the entire month of December or were they just some days. But nevertheless, I think it's a significant um, amount of oil that the Indians are buying, which, as the government has been explaining, uh, has been to the benefit of the economy, of its budget. And coming off COVID, with a population as large as ours, 1.4 billion people, uh, there is no question that this that the government has been able to control its budget. Otherwise, it, it would have gone way out of whack. So this middle path that the Modi government has been walking over the last one year has been a very difficult decision to do. Because on the one hand, the Americans have been deeply unhappy at the fact that, uh, that the uh, Indians are continuing to sort of shore up Vladimir Putin. And their argument is that... You know, you say that you are uh, the natural allies of the U.S., but then you go and shore up Vladimir Putin and the Russians in this way by by uh, paying them, by bolstering their economy, by, by allowing that war to continue. But I think the, 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 the Indians have been very, very clear about what it's been saying. Um, also, a, a year or so ago, the Americans were publicly critical of India's decision. I think when there, there was a backlash um, uh, regarding this American criticism and a backlash inside India, and the Americans understood that you cannot criticize uh, the Indian government for a decision that it is making in its own national interest, then they sort of withdrew that public criticism but continue to make it behind the scenes, uh, behind closed doors, behind the parda. And that's very well because people have to speak especially friends have to speak frankly with each other. And the third point that I have made earlier is that Gautam Adani completing the purchase of the Haifa port for $1.12 billion. Now, that's not small change. And according to the Israeli newspaper Haaretz, uh, it seemed as if uh, Adani's bid was five times higher than the second uh, highest bidder. And uh, the impression that the Israelis got, that the Israeli officials got, was that money didn't seem to matter. Now, what does this all mean? Of course, we are um, assuming, because we know that Adani and Prime Minister Modi are good friends, we're assuming that this is more than just another purchase. Now, you don't go sort of walking down the street and say, Acha, okay, let me buy Haifa port. It doesn't work like that. It's clearly a strategic decision. Uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu, very close to Prime Minister Modi, uh, that's the Israeli Prime Minister, and the Israel-U.S. relationship being a very, very close one. So clearly, behind the scenes, something was up. The Americans would have indicated to the uh, Indian government that and encouraged them that uh, that this port of Haifa, which was up for sale, and guess who was deeply interested in buying Haifa port? The Chinese. Just across the bay from the Haifa port, the Chinese are already present. They've bought the Haifa container terminal. 
and they would have wanted to buy the port as well. So I think the the Americans telling the Indian government that if you have the money and or if one of your people have the money, then it, this might be a good idea. Like I said, this is not formalized, but this is according to my information that this has happened. So these three points, very interrelated these last uh, week or so, all coming together. And there's a fourth point that I'd like to make. Just like the American unhappiness with the Indian government for continuing to purchase Russian oil, the Indian government is equally unhappy with the Americans. The question you will ask me is why? And my answer is that for the two years the Biden administration has been in power, it still hasn't sent an ambassador to India. It's been sending ambassadors to all over the world, to smaller countries, to people, to countries in Europe and Africa and elsewhere in Asia, but it still hasn't found somebody for India. One of the reasons for that is that the former mayor of Los Angeles, Eric Garcetti, supposed to be a close friend of Joe Biden, has been named by the Biden administration, but has not been confirmed. It's been two long years. And you would ask yourself, why is Biden doing this? Is, is he that, is it that he cannot find anybody else? Is it that the India relationship is not so important for the Americans, for Joe Biden himself? And that is something that privately the Indian government is not happy about at all. So I'm going to leave it there and to conclude by saying that India's decisions in 2022 last year, especially the decision to buy Cheap discounted Russian oil was a very good one. Now, India could have done, could have either refused to buy the oil, which means that its uh, that its budget would have gone through the roof by pleasing the Americans, but it refused to do that. So on the one hand, Jay Shankar trying to make the Americans, its very important relationship with India, understand what this was about. And on the other hand, um, keep talking to the Russians as well. So the Modi government walking this fine line, this middle path, this very tortuous path, if you like. And I'm going to leave it there, dear viewer. But uh, please do read my column, Global Print, on the Print's website. And I'd love to hear what you think about this video. Thank you so much for watching.